Welcome to the Comic Web's Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting story from the golden years of radio. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs, comic books, and much more. Please check us out at www.comicweb.com. You'll get some of my brief commentary after the episode. This week's program is You Are There, the capture of John Wilkes Booth. Thank you, and enjoy the episode. This is Don Hollenbeck at the War Department in Washington. The Secretary of War has just released the following statement this 26th of April, 1865, and I quote it, The War Department has received an unconfirmed report that John Wilkes Booth, the assassin of President Lincoln, is in the vicinity of Fort Conway, Virginia. Lieutenant Baker and Colonel Conger, two of the ablest agents of the United States Detective Bureau, have been rushed to Fort Conway with a detachment of cavalry, signed Edwin M. Stanton, unquote, and end of statement. Fort Conway is about 50 miles directly south of the nation's capital in Confederate territory. It's a small town on the north bank of the Rappahannock. April 26, 1865. Fort Conway has Wanted, dead or alive, John Wilkes Booth. The most tragic manhunt in the history of the United States approaches its grim climax. CBS takes you back 84 years. The Civil War has ended. President Lincoln has been assassinated. North and South alike, shocked and appalled, wait for the capture of the man who killed him. Wait for the end of a bitter calamity. All things are as they were then, except for one thing. When CBS is there... You are there. You are there. Produced and directed by Robert Louis Cheon, is based on authentic historical fact and quotation. And now... Washington... A corridor in the War Department, and Don Hollenbeck. Today, it may see the capture of a well-known actor who only 12 days ago stole into a box at Ford's Theater here in Washington, fired a ball into the head of President Lincoln, and escaped. John Daly and Ned Kelmer are in the area of Port Conway. They've been covering the manhunt with a CBS mobile unit, and we expect to hear from them momentarily. There have been charges that the federal government has been lax in its efforts to capture Booth, charges that Lincoln's assassination is part of a conspiracy that reaches high into the government. In the face of those charges, Secretary Stanton and the entire War Department are exerting their utmost efforts to end this manhunt, and today may see the break they've been waiting for. Quincy Howe has had a chance to weigh the possibilities inherent in the report that John Wilkes Booth is in Port Conway, so here is Quincy Howe. Let me emphasize first that we have no confirmation yet for the report that John Wilkes Booth is in Port Conway, Virginia. During the past 12 days, we've had rumors that Booth was in Pennsylvania, that he was on board ship going to Europe, that he was in Maryland, Canada, Mexico, in fact, practically everywhere on the North American continent. But all these rumors, when nailed down, proved to be false, even fantastic. If, however... This report proves true. Then the question arises, can Lieutenant Baker and Colonel Conger get to Port Conway in time to catch Booth? Never forget this. Booth is not standing still. He's desperate. He's on the move. The farther south he goes, the safer he becomes. Even suppose Baker and Conger do reach Port Conway before Booth gets out. Will they be able to capture him? Remember, they're in Confederate territory. Will a hostile population reveal Booth's whereabouts? And finally, how will these two detectives from the North stack up against the Confederate guerrillas? Although General Lee's army surrendered some days ago, 
many Confederate batteries have not yet stopped fighting. Mosby's brigade, for instance. Just a minute. John Daly and Ned Calmer are already in Port Conway, Virginia. Go ahead, Port Conway. This is John Daly. John Wilkes Booth is in this vicinity. He was here in Port Conway yesterday afternoon. May still be here now. Lieutenant Baker, the detective in charge of this searching party, told me that much a moment ago. Our CBS mobile unit is at the dock of the Port Conway ferry, and Lieutenant Baker is inside the ferryman's shack questioning him. Ned Calmer has been given permission to go inside, and the moment anything develops, he'll come out and tell us. To piece together the story of what happened when the cavalryman got here, I've asked one of these young cavalrymen to talk with us. His name is Tom Williams. He's a sergeant. His home is in Yonkers, New York. Tom, you fellas rode into town about an hour ago. What happened when you got here? Well, uh, uh, as soon as we got in town, Lieutenant Baker and Colonel Conger started asking everybody we passed if they'd seen uh, boot many ways around here. Nobody said they did. I, I, I don't know whether they were lying or not. But uh, they just kept on stopping and asking people. And uh, finally, down the road a ways, we stopped an old colored fella, and Lieutenant Baker showed him some pictures of Booth and the other fella, Harold, is supposed to be with him. And, you uh, mean Davey Harold, the stable boy who helped Booth escape from Washington? Yeah, Harold, that's him. And this old colored fella said he'd seen him and Booth here in Port Conway yesterday. He said Booth stopped and uh, asked him if there was a ferry across the river, and uh, he told him how to find it. Well, when we heard that, we rode up here to the ferry on the double. Well, Tom, what cavalry regiment is this that you're with? Uh, we're a detachment from the 16th New York. Did you volunteer for this mission? No, we were detailed. Any particular reason? Well, I guess because we're sharpshooters. Oh, I see. Then uh, are your orders to shoot Booth on sight? Uh, no, we'll shoot if we have to, but our orders are to try to take him alive. Do you think you're going to get him, Tom? Sure, we'll get him. Nobody can do what he did and get away with it. Well, Tom, if you fellas do capture Booth, do you think you'll get part of that $100,000 reward? I, I don't know about that. The only thing is we got to get him, that's all. All right, thank you, Tom. Sure. There's still no word as to what is happening inside that shack where they're questioning the man who runs the ferry. Here beside me now is another man here in Port Conway. He's Mr. Harry Murdoch. Uh, Mr. Murdoch, you're not a Virginian. You don't live here in Port Conway, do you? Oh, no. I'm a Yankee from Chicago. How do you happen to be here in Port Conway? Well, I just happened to be in the vicinity, and I heard the report that Booth was supposed to be around here, so I came to scout around. What do you think? Will they find Booth here? Well, I don't know. I really don't know. I have a hunch he's not around here. This whole thing is just another wild rumor. Oh? Yes. I've been trying to tell Lieutenant Baker that, but he won't pay any attention to me. Well, what do you do, Mr. Murdoch? Your um, occupation? I'm a private detective. Murdoch Bureau of Investigation. I see. 286 Wabash Avenue, Chicago. Yes. Well, the government has complained that you private detectives have been giving them false clues and wrong leads to deliberately throw them off Booth's trail. That's not true. Oh, there may be one or two unscrupulous operators in the field, so it's a case of the innocent being condemned to the guilty. Well, I don't suppose, Mr. Murdoch, that with a $100,000 reward at stake, you'd uh, mind getting Booth first, would you? Why, sure, that's only natural. But I'm trying to do everything I can to help the government. Uh-huh. I'm sincere about this. That's why I've been trying to tell Lieutenant Baker that he won't find Booth in this neck of the woods. Well, Mr. Murdoch, where do you think Booth is hiding? There's no doubt about it. He's over in Lower Maryland. He could hide in that swampland for years and they'd never find him. Well, if you think Booth is in Maryland, uh, what are you doing here? Oh, as a matter of fact, I'm on my way to Maryland. I'm just passing through. I see. I saw the cavalry ride in and I don't want them to lose time here when they could be somewhere else. 
Yes. See, I'm a very sincere
Mr. Booth, do you have any idea why your brother killed President Lincoln? He was insane. Insane on the subject of Lincoln. John's sympathies were always with the South, and he blamed Lincoln for all the South's troubles. I recall the day I told him I had voted for, for Lincoln. He flew into an insane rage and screamed at me that Lincoln wanted to be king of America. I, I imagine that the news of Lee's surrender drove his mind beyond the limits of reason. Mr. Booth, somewhere in Virginia, at this very moment, they may be capturing your brother. Have you any comment to make? I am sure that God will not permit him to go unpunished. He is my brother, but it is far better that he be dead than prolong this shame and humiliation by a public trial. Thank you, Mr. Booth. Uh, there is something I would like to add, if I may. Yes, Mr. Booth, say anything you like. I would like to say... For my mother and sister and my two remaining brothers and myself, that we pray that our loyalty as citizens will be judged by the record of the past. For our present position, we are not responsible. For the future, I shall carry a heavy heart, an oppressed memory, and a wounded name dreadful burdens. To a, a too-welcome grave. Thank you, Mr. Edwin Booth. You mentioned that there are other mourners in the land. Some of them, at this moment, are in Little Falls, New York, waiting for the lonesome train, the train carrying the late President Lincoln to his last resting place in Springfield, Illinois. Ken Roberts has been on that train since it began its sad journey, we take you to him now, aboard the lonesome train at Little Falls, New York. The lonesome train is on a siding a few hundred yards up the track from the depot here at Little Falls, New York. It stopped a moment ago to take on water. Soldiers are standing at attention alongside of each car, and on the ground, in the gloom, are a handful of people, men and women. This lonesome train has passed through many of the great cities and heard the eulogies of high dignitaries, but here, behind these sad faces, are the farmers, the shopkeepers, the little people of whom Lincoln himself was one. They are standing here silently, their eyes running the length of this dimly lit six-car train, always pausing at the third car, which they know holds the casket of their beloved late president. There's the train bell warning that we'll be moving in a minute. Now the soldiers of the honor guard are climbing back up with the cars, and this funeral train is about to continue its lonesome journey westward. Someone has begun to sing. Spontaneously, simply. It's the battle hymn of the Republic. Lord, he has moved a faithful life. He's 
moving, moving out of the little fort. And now, now we have word that John Daly and Ed Calmer have reached Bowling Green. So this is Ken Roberts switching you to the CBS mobile unit in Virginia. Lieutenant Baker and the cavalry detachment rode into Bowling Green 20 minutes ago. They found out that one of the Confederate soldiers who came across the Fort Conway Ferry with Booth is here at the town hotel now. The soldier's name is Willie Jett. Booth and Harold may be with him. We're outside the hotel now waiting. John Daly is inside with Lieutenant Baker. The cavalry have the hotel completely surrounded. And now some of the townsfolk of Bowling Green have wandered up here to the hotel to see what's going on. Most of them have just put on a coat or a pair of pants over there. Mike calls it. Here's John Daly coming out again. I'll turn the microphone over to him. Booth is not here. He may be at a place called Garrett's Farm, a few miles up the road, the farm we passed on the way down here to Bowling Green. Lieutenant Baker got that information out of Willie Jett, who is here at the hotel. Jett said he left Booth and Davy Harold at Garrett's Farm last night. Lieutenant Baker has placed Jett under arrest. He's being taken along to point out the Garrett Farm. We're going there now, so back to John Holland, back in Washington. It begins to appear that Booth is getting help from some Southerners, and the big question now is the attitude of the entire South. How far will it go to help Booth escape? There's one man who might speak for the South. He's the former president of the Confederacy, Jefferson Davis. Mr. Davis is in the custody of federal troops in Irwinsville, Georgia, but he's consented to make a statement. So we switch you now to Irwinsville, Georgia, and CBS correspondent Arthur Hannes. Mr. Davis, what is the South's feeling about the assassination of President Lincoln by John Wilkes Booth? I would like to say, have it fully understood, that the South does not, nor will it ever condone this cowardly, villainous act of John Wilkes Booth. I'll give you my assurance that the assassination of Lincoln was not plotted nor given implement or comfort by any member of the Confederacy. History will prove that it was a conspiracy of certain congressmen to dispose of Abraham Lincoln and place a man of their choice in his place. All decent and honorable people in the southern states are shocked, shocked by his murder. Both this no hero to us. You will be no martyr to the Confederacy. He will receive no welcome among the gentlemen and women of the South. Thank you, Mr. Jefferson Davis. John Daly and Ned Calmer have reached Garrett's farm, so we switch you to our mobile unit somewhere near Bowling Green, Virginia. This is John Daly. The cavalrymen have surrounded the barn here at Garrett's farm. It's a small barn, only about 20 by 30 feet. Booth and Davy Harold are almost certainly in there. They were locked in by the young Garrett boys who were afraid they might steal their horses. When the cavalry came up, they roused the Garrett family and quickly found out that the two men Willie Jett had brought to the farm were still here. Lieutenant Baker has ordered young Garrett to open you the barn door. Now Lieutenant Baker is speaking. Start the barn! Come out! Give yourselves up, or we'll set fire to the place and burn you out. Oh, oh. 
opening now. Slowly, I can't see anyone yet. Yes, now someone is stepping out. Two soldiers have grabbed him. They're bringing him up here to Lieutenant Baker. He's just a boy. Can't be more than 19. He seems to be giggling strangely and fumbling. Colonel Conger, who is it? Is it Harold? It's Harold, all right. Who's in the barn? there with you? Yes. But I didn't do nothing. Honest, I always liked Mr. Lincoln's jokes. Honest, I swear, I didn't do nothing. Take him over there by the house. If he moves, shoot! Woo! Woo! As you can hear, Baker is calling into the barn again, and for the first time he has addressed Woo! both by name. We know you're in there! Come out! And surrender! Piling up the straw, all right, piling it up high. 
standing handfuls of it, pushing it in through the cracks of the barn. Evidently more straw inside. One of the soldiers has just thrown a torch into this driveway. It blazes up quickly. And now I can see a red glow inside the barn. It's, it's getting brighter in there as the fire starts to take hold. Yes, I can see Boots in there. I can see him clearly through the cracks. I'm only a few yards away from where he is. The fire is lighting up the whole inside of the barn, almost like day. Yes, I, I can see Boots standing there, leaning on his crutch, his rifle in his hand. And now he's looking back at the flames behind him. He's limping up towards the door. I, I think he's coming out. I think he's coming out. Go ahead, John Daly. The door is opening. Yes, it, it is opening. And John Wilkes Booth is now standing there defiantly, silhouetted against the background of flame. But now he's gone behind the door just a step. I can't see. There's a shot. A shot. Booth has fallen to the floor of the barn. Maybe he shot himself. He said he'd never be taken alive. Baker and Condor have just rushed into the barn, and the barn is an inferno. It's drying up quick. The dry brush has set the dry wood afire, and flames are climbing up into the sky, but they're carrying Booth out now, taking him a little ways up from the barn. Hey, let me through here, will you? Stand down! God won't let me through. A man is blocking my way. Booth is lying on the ground about 15 feet away. He's not dead, but he seems to be in agonizing pain. Blood is running down the back and side of his head. Baker and Conger are bending over him. His lips are moving. He's having... Difficulty breathing, and now Lieutenant Baker has gotten up. He's coming over this way. Lieutenant Baker! Baker, Lieutenant Baker! How bad is Booth? He's dying. We can't save him. Joe! Get the guard over here. Lieutenant, I saw his lips move. What did he say? He said, Tell my mother I died for my country. He was shot in the head, wasn't he? Yes, behind the ear. In almost the identical spot he shot Lincoln. But was he shot by one of your men, or did he shoot himself? I don't know. That's what I'm going to try to find out now. All right, Joe, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Lieutenant. Are you certain that it's really Booth? Of course it's Booth. Harold said Booth was in the barn with him. Besides, I've identified him positively. Well, you just heard Lieutenant Baker say, without qualification of any kind, that the dying man is John Wilkes Booth. No one around here seems to be very happy. There's no anger, no spirit of revenge. There just seems to be a sense of a grim job that had to be done. April 26, 1865. John Wilkes Booth, the man who shot Lincoln is captured and dies. You have been listening to The Capture of John Wilkes Booth, another broadcast in the series You Are There, produced and directed by Robert Louis Cheon. The Capture of John Wilkes Booth is written by J. Franklin Jones. Edwin Booth is played by Richard Waring, John Wilkes Booth by Scott Scottsworth, and the cast included John Sylvester, Raymond Edward Johnson, Charles Webster, Matt Crowley, Guy Sorrell, James Dobson, and others. Next week, January 7th, 49 B.C., Caesar at the Rubicon. You are there. Tonight, the hit parade on parade comes marching to CBS to take over the Jack Benny spot for the summer. The hit parade on parade brings you specially modernized versions of the highlights of the hit parade's outstanding programs of the past. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We're adding new old-time radio programs to the comic web for sale almost every week. I just love this show, using a modern newscast format to present historic events. It has a great mix of historical accuracy and great cheesy and fun premise. It reminds me of the Orson Welles' War of the Worlds broadcast. You Are There used actual CBS newscasters and announcers to help write and read the scripts for the show. Must have been great fun for the newscasters to script the perfect interview, often using real quotes from the time period 
or to imagine being at a scene where when something happens instead of just after something important happens. And, of course, to imagine how you would cover the assassination of Caesar or the hanging of Captain Kibb, Kidd and other incidents before the advent of the modern press. The show began in 1947 with the title, CBS is There, but changed the name in 1948 to You Are There. It lasted until 1950. The show managed to make it to the early years of television. On TV, the Anchorman was played by none other than Walter Cronkite. On our website, we have additional free episodes of this program for you to download, including the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, just so you can get the background of this whole capture of John Wilkes Booth thing. And before we sign off till next week, here's the Comic Web Radio Secret Society code. 25, 28, 26, 27, 4, 6. Just enter this code at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Deciphering the code will give you all the benefits of membership in the Comic Web Radio Secret Society. Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, and a certificate of membership. The code again is 25, 28, 26, 27, 4, 6. As always, thank you for listening, and if you have any comments on how to improve our podcast, please let us know at editor at comicweb.com or go to our site and leave some feedback. Thanks, and have a good week. <laughs>